Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on Five Sixty over the past twenty-four hours. Where you at? It's Dan Day. Get at me at Dan Day Radio on social media: the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm working them, and one day maybe OnlyFans if there's demand for it. And I'll get back to you. Trust me, I'll get back to you. It might be at two o'clock in the morning when I get home from Duffy's Implantation, where I'm hosting trivia tonight, sitting on my front porch drinking a cold beer. But I will get back to you. Seriously, I love the interaction. I am a social butterfly, not just on social media, but in real life. So, we'll be friends. I want to be your friend. Going to be friends with the Joe Rose Show in just a little bit, talking to ESPN's Jeff Darlington. They got some Tannehill and Tua talk. Greeny Show, NBA basketball. It's at its best right now in the playoffs. Andre Snelling's going to give us the rundown. Then Hawk and Crowder celebrating crossover day. Right now, let's celebrate some headlines. The Marlins lost their 10th out of 12 games last night, falling 4-3 to Colorado. They look to right the ship tonight against the Rockies at 7-10. Phoenix blew out Denver to take a 2-0 series lead, 123-98. Tonight, it's Bucks-Nets at 7-30 with Brooklyn up 2-0. Then the Jazz, they take on the Clippers at 10 with Utah up 1-0 in that series. Utah's Rudy Gobert has been named Defensive Player of the Year for the third time in four years. The Dolphins have signed first-round pick Jalen Phillips to a four-year, $14 million contract. The linebacker received a $7.5 million signing bonus. The Canes football team's ACC over-under is six wins. Miami opens conference play September 30th against Virginia. In the Stanley Cup playoffs last night, the Islanders ended the Bruins' season, defeating them 6-2. Tonight, it's Las Vegas versus Colorado at 9, with the Golden Knights up 3-2. Next season, LeBron James will switch his number from 23 to 6, the same number he wore here in Miami. Anthony Davis will not revert to number 23, which he wore in New Orleans. He will keep his number 3. James is said to be switching numbers to promote his upcoming movie, Space Jam. And now, let's jam out and get into the day spa. <sighs> a California man, after smoking meth and donning a red cape, was arrested for breaking into a home and being held at gunpoint by the homeowner. Meth, cape, breaking and entering. What was his worst decision of the bunch? A Virginia man has been arrested after threatening to kill everyone in a McDonald's restaurant after being told he could not have a Happy Meal. I mean, come on. If anyone needs a Happy Meal, it's that dude. 
A Canadian reveal party went awry after an explosive device was set off and sparked a wildfire. <laughs> Just wait till the baby's born. A Swiss man has broken the world record by playing 252 holes of golf in 12 hours. How will he relax after breaking the record? I'm guessing hitting the links. A pregnant bride debris has been slammed online after joining Tinder for fun. My hot mess of the day. Joe Rose. He's not scared to mix it up in the mornings, weekdays from 6 to 10. Talking to ESPN's Jeff Darlington. They're checking in to see if Tannehill is happy. Aaron Rodgers, we know he's not happy. What is his next move? And of course, let's get into some Tua talk. Is anybody happier right now than Ryan Tannehill getting another weapon? I know you've <laughs> talked to him about getting Julio Jones. My God, on the other side with that guy with the 2,000 yards behind him and a guy who had 11 touchdowns on the other side, are you kidding me? Yeah, no, I mean, I think he's stoked. You know, they lost Corey Davis this offseason on the other side, who was, by the way, like, that guy was a stud. Like, he had he had uh, five games with more than 100 yards, just under 1,000 yards receiving. But, yeah, when you get Julio, uh, yes, he's stoked. Um, I would say they also recognize the challenge of trying to pair two receivers together. Like, it's not as easy as – I mean, we've seen – how many times have we seen the paper roster where – it doesn't work out, you know. Even in Cleveland right now, they had Odell with Jarvis, and you think it's just going to be a perfect fit. It's just sometimes not that easy. So, yes, it's it's great for Ryan to kind of keep those AFC title hopes, I guess, championship hopes alive. But uh, but yeah, they got they still have a t- pretty tall task ahead of them, I think. Jeff, if it works, Ryan, I said it before, and I can't believe it came out of my mouth after the whole Ryan Tannehill thing down here. My dark horse candidate for MVP, Ryan Tannehill. How about <laughs> I that? I mean, I don't know. I, I love that. I don't know that he will ever get that recognition, which is weird because I think he deserves it. But, like, I think as long as Derrick Henry is there and now, like, with whole, like people are always going to be like, well, it's because he's got the cast around him which I think is a little bit of a cop-out. I mean, most great players have some pretty good players around them. Like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has Devontae Adams. Like, as much as we try to act right. like he's just, got, he's just screwed in Green Bay. But, but like, I mean, he's, got, like, he's putting up the numbers. Like, and it's not just – it's not inconsistent. And it's not just in the running game. Like, that offense, like, he's got one of the top pass ratings in the past, like, five years. I like it. I just don't know that uh, that he'll ever get. No, that's that the same way Joe just poo pooed on my parade. Also, he said, "What about Derrick Henry?" I'm like, "Okay, you win." Guy right, was two thousand yards and didn't win the MVP. I, get it. I mean, yeah. I, get it. I always, I always, I always get. You know, and everybody knows I'm a freaking uh, Tannehill homer down here. Like, you know, it's you know whatever. Well, you're going um, out on that like nice was, fishing boat. I would too. <laughs> I, I always get. An, I, I do get a little bit like not annoyed. Whatever it is, what it is, but like. Whenever you see, like, um, you know, they'll start doing all the, the, the pictures online, the NFL Instagram account or whatever, it's always, like, Derrick Henry. Right. <laughs> and, like, Daniel's never included on any of the promotional stuff. But, you know, it's, it's, I get that. Like, Derrick Henry's an absolute monster. And, you know, I think the question that Dolphins fans, if they're evaluating it, kind of the criticism is like, all right, when's he going to do it in a big moment? And that remains to be seen. Like, that is definitely his next step. If he does that, if he can have like some really big moments, then I think that he vaults to a different level of uh, maybe respect and potential MVP candidate. I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers, and I know you've been doing a lot of stuff on him. So is ESPN. So yeah. is every show. That's that's the story right, right now. Not for sure. good reason. MVP, the whole thing. 
I got to tell you, I was kind of on his side when this thing started. Now I've had enough. Like, yeah, go freaking back. Do you feel that way? I, I like, look at well, Aaron. I mean, I, like, stop I, with I, you I, don't have any weapons. You've been – every other position has had a guy drafted in their position. Calm the F down. And if you're going to play, you're getting well compensated if it's money. But don't just go out and hide and, you know, it's just getting old. It's all annoying, for sure. I, I, I don't want to hold it against him. And I felt the same way about Dak Prescott. I don't necessarily want to hold it against Dak or him when they're going through these things, or even Russ, Russell Wilson, when part of the reason that, that you probably get tired of it is because every single day we're talking about it, you know, and, and I'm completely guilty of that. Like, when we're doing our production notes before any show, it's, it's literally, it's not, it's not, what do you have on this? It's, what do you want to say about Aaron Rodgers on TV today? You know what I mean? Like, I think we exhaust it a little bit. But at the same time, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't show up for training camp and it's not clear why, like if it's not clear what his problem is at that point, then I think that the fatigue and the, the annoyance is merited. But for right now, yeah. I'm missing OTAs, whatever. Yeah. So the, way, the timeline right now, OTAs cost him, veteran minicamp this, this past week cost him $93,000. That's a palatable fine for a franchise QB. Every day of training camp that he misses is a mandated is mandated by the NFL. The new CBA to try to prevent holdouts says that they have to find players $50,000 a day, and that cannot be forgivable. So, like, in the past, guys would hold out. They'd come back to camp, and the team would say, hey, just come back. We'll forgive those fines. Right. It's okay. Wow. You cannot do that now. So if he misses 10 practices, that's $500,000. You're, you're starting to talk about real money. I mean, Joe, Joe didn't make $500,000 in his entire career. Hey, um, a, a little follow-up on the Aaron Rodgers thing. I know you guys talk about it privately because we, well, we talk about it both ways, but we're just here in South Florida. When everybody's talking about Aaron Rodgers and, you know, not knowing how this guy is, you know, in the back of everybody's mind, everybody's saying the same thing. The freaking guy didn't talk to his mom and dad and his brothers for years. Why the hell do we think he'd be loyal? How do you not talk to your mom, especially with the freaking fires burned everything around him? And his brother comes out and says, when you get, you're so worried about giving money to Paradise, California. Why don't you check on mom? So what I, what I think we can learn from that without going too deep into, into the personal side of it, which I totally, I totally get, what I think we can take away from it responsibly is that this is a guy who is willing to hold firm <laughs> um, on his beliefs and, and feelings to a degree that pretty much is, is the extreme, the ultimate extreme. <laughs> like not talking to your parents. Right. Not talking, you know what I mean? Right. He's the ultimate. So if you're Brian Gutekunst, you're the GM of the Packers. I mean, look, if I was the GM, I, I would personally consider that. I would be thinking about that. At the same time, though, what I would say about that is, you know, what's good for Aaron is what's good for Aaron in some ways. Like, holding out might not ultimately be good for him, no matter what. I mean, he's gonna, it's going to cost him a ton of money, like $23 million, if he, if he just decides he's not going to play for the Packers anymore. And it's going to potentially tarnish his legacy because he's coming off an MVP season, seemingly in the ultimate prime of his career. So it's not the same thing as just not talking to your parents when, you know, it's, it's, it's a little different. It's, there's yeah, a lot. There's true. a lot on the line personally for him as well. Right. Yeah. It's an interesting thing about Aaron Rodgers. You think Aaron Rodgers day one or game one this season's play for Green Bay? You think I do? You do? I, okay. I think it's. I think it's salvageable. What I think needs to happen is that the team needs to. This is based on conversations that I've had with people that talk to him, but not 
It's also not coming from Aaron's mouth. I think, I think that if they were to give him like the type of contract, and everybody says it's not about the contract, but in some ways it is, the type of contract that not only gives him some security this year, but also says, like, okay, if we do trade you, if we do unload you, your contract is going to be very solid wherever you end up. So I think that you have to give him long-term stability independent of the team. It's got to be long-term stability for Aaron wherever he ends up, not just in Green Bay, if that makes any sense. Yeah. We're, we're going to bring him back down here to our guy, Tua, for, for just a second. I'm just curious. We, we talked yesterday about here in year two with the weapons and the offseason mm-hmm. and uh, all, all the stuff that he didn't have last year, he's going to have this year in mm-hmm. offense, more for him and not for Ryan Fitzpatrick, all those things. I'm just curious, what kind of numbers would he need to put up for you where you go, the Miami Dolphins got their quarterback of the future? One of the things I was saying on ESPN the other day is like that I, I you know, I realized that like, I think this team is really set up to win. And this isn't just about Tua. This is about Flores, too. Both those guys are set up to win, and they should win. I mean, when you look at last year, you know, the record was pretty solid, but what was more impressive is the, the point differential. This is a team that, that was, in, was in it. You know, they were in all these games. All of them. And, uh, all one. of them. Yep. And when you, look at, when you look at, you know, when you look at great teams, you look at two, two three years out before they were great, like we're talking Super Bowl teams, even if they were losing, their point differential was close. And to me, that, that suggests that the Dolphins should be the sleeper team going into this season. But that's going to put more, that's more pressure on Flores. It's right. more pressure on Tua, but it's also more pressure on Flores. The expectations are rising internally, and you've got to meet them. I mean, what you went through with Gase his first year, remember? Yep. After that, hey, Tony Sperano, same thing. Yep. The late, great Tony Sperano. Those guys had good years, and then it fell off. You can't just have one year. You've got to sustain it. You've got to show you have you got the potential, now you got to make the most of it. So we know about Tua, though, by this year. If, I mean, he played nine games you got last to. year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I mean, know. I think so. Yeah. I think you need to know, but, but, you know, it's funny because we have this, like, sliding scale. I, th- I think the Dolphins do need to know with Tua. Yes, let's just put it that way. you got to know. After two years, if he's going to get those reps, I-, I feel like at the end of this season, you'll know whether you got your guy or not. All right, so let me go to the box in the back of the room, the emergency box, break in case of emergency, the glass uh, Deshaun Watson in Houston, the situation yeah. going on with him, the un, uh, the the not knowing about Tua maybe until the end of the right. season. But if if Deshaun Watson becomes available once again to teams, whether it's a trade deadline, whether it's in the off season, wh- what do you think is going to end up happening there with him, especially with this team if they're not one hundred percent sold on Tua or another team, Carolina, Denver, whatever it's going to be, and the reports are now from a former you know teammate is he wants to play in Denver. What do you think mm-hmm. of the Deshaun Watson saga right now is going to end up happening with him? So um, I think if you were to say who the front runner is right now to be willing to acquire him, it'd be the Eagles, um, the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, it's it's all going to be a matter of like if he can if he settles these cases. I, I like it's it's really just a matter of what happens with his off the field right, situation. Right. If he can get through that to where a team even knows, like okay, he's going to be suspended for four or eight games, whatever it is. Um, once there's some clarity, then I think that you see teams move. But he also has some say-so here. So if he gets through this and it's a four-game suspension and he knows that he, it's not that big of a deal, you know, I don't know. I mean, it feels pretty big to me. But, like, if he can just have some clarity for a team, then maybe the compensation comes back up. But right now, without teams willing to give up that much uh, to deal with this, I mean, I think it's probably in the best interest of the Texans to hold off until his value comes back up. When that happens, 
And when, if a team like the Dolphins knows that, like, hey, two is maybe not our guy, which, by the way, they hope is not the case, then maybe, maybe it happened. But for now, right now, it does not feel like the timing is right for something like that to happen. You know who screwed up all these things, the common denominator and everything we talk about? You know who screwed it up for everybody? Tom Brady and his head coach yeah. have, have screwed it up for everybody. Now we got to really, What a jerk. I mean, Tom, Tom goes, yeah, Tom calls all the shots. Matter of fact, we just turned the offense over to Tom. Matter of fact, we were doing the draft, and we said, hey, Tom, just want to give you a heads up. We're going to draft a quarterback in the second which, round. Which, I mean, that's which, awesome. by the way, Which, by the way, is not, is not even like the way it kind of goes down there. But, but it, what, what, what we are seeing is that Jason White, the GM, is like, you know what? Yeah, I'll take his advice. I'll take his, his thoughts on this. And then, you know, maybe, and like, I don't know that that's that bad of a thing to do. Like, it feels like yeah. I, I would ask my, if I was the CEO of a company and I had this freaking awesome sales guy who's just killing it, I'd probably go to him and say, hey, we want to get more guys like you. Yeah. Like, who do you think we should get? I, I just don't think that's that bad of a thing to do. But if you're a GM somewhere else and you've got a quarterback that's coming to you and you're like, dude, you didn't win six Super Bowls, you know, it's a little different story. But I think the Bucks have, put together a master class on how to treat a legendary quarterback. Brian Gutekunst in Green Bay, as annoying as Aaron can be at times, should probably do the same thing yes. in Green Bay. Jeff Darlington, he lives down here in South Florida, but he is nationally known on ESPN. It's easy to hear why. That is some good stuff, some good insight from the man. Speaking of the man, the Greeny Show, talking to the NBA playoffs man, Andre Snellings. The biggest mismatch in the Bucks' favor in the regular season is that they could dominate the inside, and I didn't see a way that the Nets could counter that. Tonight should be an interesting one, as it always is in the NBA playoffs. We'll hear more right here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at 
at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. Five sixty to Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard here on Five Sixty over the past twenty four hours. Hola, it's Dan Day, one of my favorite punk bands right here. Three piece female group now in Los Angeles, but originally from Atlanta. The Code Hangers would follow me. This is a song that made me fall in love with this band years ago. Oh, great female punk rock, just great punk rock in general. Always a great show with Greeny, even when he's not there. Right now. Got a guy called Andre Snellings. He's giving us the lowdown on everything NBA playoffs, like the bad bucks, the clips, hopes, and did Denver give up? I think that we probably were in the same boat here. I know that you were high on the bucks coming into this series, and yet it has been ugly these first two games. It's remarkable that this has been the case. What's gone wrong from what you've seen? You know, this is a a game of matchups and adjustments, right? And so the biggest mismatch in the Bucks' favor in the regular season is that they could dominate the inside. And I didn't see a way that the Nets could counter that. What's happened in this series so far, I think, is that the Bucks have gotten a little bit off balance, and that's been enough because the Nets have just been, been balling out of control. So I think one of the biggest adjustments they need to make, if I were the coach, is one that – isn't the biggest names. I think they need to move Bryn Forbes into the starting lineup instead of P.J. Tucker. That's because all year they were starting Dante DiVincenzo, their shooting guard, Mm -hmm. and he got hurt in the first round. He's a dynamic player. He can shoot from the outside, but he can also create off the dribble. And he creates some spacing. And I think what's happened in these first couple games, at least on offense, is with Tucker in that starting lineup, they're too big. They have Tucker, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. They don't have enough creators, and it lets – the Nets kind of sag. So I think they need to bring in Bryn Forbes, one of the best three-point shooters in the league, and also a guard who can handle the ball. Let him create some space so that Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday can do what they have to do. Andre Middleton's the guy that I've been absolutely thrown off by. We see him hit a game winner in the first series. The Bucks absolutely roll against the Heat, and yet in this series he has been somewhat MIA. What's your take on Middleton? A pseudo-disappearance to a degree in games one and two. Yeah, Middleton has to be better or this series ends essentially tonight. You know, it's the best of mm. seven, but uh, it, it's Nets in three. If, if the Chris Middleton has been shooting like mm. six for 21, I think is his average through the first two games. If that guy shows up, then then the Nets are are, are going back home and not having to play again until till the next round. Um, Middleton, people talk about Giannis and his supporting cast and how the Nets have all of these superstars. Middleton has maybe only been an all-star a couple of times, but that's the level he is now. That's the level they need him to be. If he can be a, a 20-plus point-per-game scorer, a 50-40-90 guy, then, again, that opens things up for Giannis to be able to do what he does. And then with Drew Holiday, if he's also playing the level, the three of them together make, make a formidable core. You know, that they, they're a team that's got to be stronger than the sum of their parts. You can't just throw them out there and, and say, you know, play one-on-one against some of the best one-on-one players in the world. So, so, yes, Chris Middleton has to produce in order for the team to have a hierarchy that even works against the net. 
How important is it tonight for the Bucks to get off to a good start just based on their psyche from the first two games? Yeah, I think it's important for them because in those first couple of games, one thing that I wasn't expecting, they showed a lot of nerves, you know, and maybe it's the pressure. They, they know that they've been expected to win a championship for a few years now and they haven't gotten there. But um, last series against Miami in game one, it, they, they looked really nervy and they weren't making any shots and they were still able to hustle out a win. And it seemed like after that, they settled down. And in games two through four, they just blew them off the court. Well, I felt like game one against the Nets was similar. They looked like the better team in the first half, but they were moving too fast. They were tipping shots when they should have been getting rebounds. They were missing easy looks. They were turning the ball over because they were hesitant. And then in game two, it was even worse. So I think they need a good start in game three just to get settled down and play to the level they can play. If they play to their level and they get beat, well, then, you know, you just clap hands. But if they play like they've been playing, then, you know, that just has to be embarrassing to them. ESPN senior NBA writer Andre Snelling's joining us on the Goodyear Hotline here on Greeny. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Andre, other matchup tonight, Game 2, Clippers and the Jazz. Jazz took care of the Clippers in Game 1. A lot of people very high on the Clippers after their seven-game uh, win in the series against the Mavericks. Your take on on the Clippers here moving forward and, and Kawhi in this series against the Jazz. And also, are the Jazz just a team that probably feels like they're getting a little overlooked right now? Yeah, you know, the Jazz have been juggernauts all season. Um, you know, ESPN has a, a, a BPI, is, is, is their team evaluation system. And the Jazz have been number one, um, alternating with the Nets, but number one on their own for probably months now. But no one really thinks about them in that way because they've never been to the mountaintop before. But they're a really strong team. Now, Mike Conley's injury is a question mark, and that may have been the Clippers' best chance to steal a game, game one, because Conley wasn't playing. I think he's questionable for tonight. Um, with Conley, with the, the defensive player of the year, with you know Donovan Mitchell, the, the Jazz have a really balanced team. And the Clippers, yeah, they're going to need everything out of Kawhi Leonard and even more out of Paul George, you know, uh, the other night he, he missed free throws while the, the, the crowd, I thought they were chanting playoffs P. I was told <laughs> later they were chanting push off P because of something <laughs> that happened with, with him in the past. But either way, they, they need Paul George to play like Paul George. They, they can't have him out there, whatever he was, four for 18 or whatever the other night, and have a chance against a team as strong as the Jazz. Last night, tough words from Mike Malone. Let's take a listen to what the Nuggets head coach said after his team lost game two, fell down two games to none to the Phoenix Suns. I felt we quit tonight, uh, which is something you never want to see. Um, so I, I guess for game three, I'm just going to try to find guys that will at least go out there and leave it all on the line. I may have a hard time coming up with five guys that fill that, but um, these two games, these second halves uh, have really been disappointing and that's an understatement. Andre, you hear the word quit. That's the toughest word in all of sports to me for an athlete to hear. Mike Malone it seems like he better know his team if he's going to go that far going into a game three. Yeah, I mean, clearly this is a tactic that he uses. Um, it's a tactic that has the danger of being overused, right? Because in the first round against the Trailblazers, after Portland really you know, stomped them out and was a game four, he, he played that same card, and the Nuggets came out in Game 5 with a vengeance, and they, they were able to, to hold off uh, Damian Lillard uh, channeling his inner uh, like Mike and, and, and still win that game and then finish it off in six. 
he, he tried it a little bit after game one against the Suns, and it didn't work. So it's like he doubled down uh, coming back to Denver. I think ultimately, again, it's a game of mass- matchups and adjustments. And so the, the Suns, I wrote an article for them, wow, two months ago now, back in April, yep. um, on the Undefeated, saying don't sleep on the Suns because they are a really strong team, top to bottom. My biggest question mark coming into this series was Chris Paul's shoulder, and he's playing at a really high level. So that puts a lot of pressure on Denver. Jokic is the MVP for good reason. But the rest of their team against Portland, they, they were able to get off because Jokic was able to create the mismatch. He hasn't been able to do that against the Suns, and we're seeing the rest of the team not be able to produce. So, yes, they need to get hyped up. They also need to get their, their inexperienced guys going early in Game 3 if they hope to, to be able to make this a series. I wanted to ask you about that article in a second, but first up, just back to the initial thought here. Jokic said, I didn't quit last night. And then he also, uh, Mike Malone, singled out Will Barton as a guy. Hasn't played in seven weeks. The only, weeks, the only guy who showed up, Barton says after the game, I'm really compromised out there right now. It feels like, he, while this card may have been successful for him before, the danger that's in there, it, sound, it feels like that may be starting to come around, and if Game 3 gets ugly, it could get uglier for Mike Malone. Is that an unfair statement at this point? No, it's not. That's the risk. You know, that, that's the risk when you start challenging your teams, for want of a better way to put it, for challenging their manhood, for saying, are you going to man up and play, and making it seem as though that's in question. Now, that can light a fire, and if things go well, that fire can turn into a flame, and you can, you know, do some good things. If, if things continue to go bad, and now there's also some, some bad feeling uh, uh, out on the court, then that can also spiral. You know, either way, you can end up with a feedback loop. Okay, so if you're in this position now with the Suns, you wrote about them analytically being a really, really strong team, and you know, people don't necessarily always think that analytically they're, that's terribly cool. But what jumps out at them to you about the numbers that really shows how strong they are versus what the perception's been? The, the Suns have excellent balance. So you talk about the numbers. They're one of the teams like the Jazz that's among the league leaders in both offensive and defensive um, efficiency. So that means that they're able to produce efficiently and they're able to prevent their opponents from producing efficiently. That's a strong combo. Um, what, what, the way that plays out practically on the court is that with Chris Paul running the show and Devin Booker as one of the best young score dynamic offensive players in the league, they're able to put an offense out there that's very difficult to stop because Booker can create on his own, whereas Paul is able to set up everyone else. And then they've got these glue guys, 3 and three and D guys like – you know, uh, Crowder and, and Bridges that are able to play off of, of Chris Paul. And then you've got DeAndre Ayton, who people forget was the number one overall pick the year that Luka and Trey Young came out. So he's an excellent prospect. He's averaged a double-double for his career, again, playing off Paul on offense. He seems like he's ready to take that next step to become kind of like a regular 2010 guy. So you put that group together, they don't really have much in the way of weaknesses. Again, if Paul is healthy. Last round, his shoulder was acting up, and you saw them have some chinks in the armor. But if Paul is able to, I mean, what's he averaging, like 20 and 13 or something in this series? Mm -hmm. If he's that Chris Paul, 
then they are going to be really hard to put out. I don't think anybody in the NBA is giving up and don't give up on Greeny weekdays from 10 to noon right here on 560 The Joe. Then from 2 to 6, my dude-dudes Hawk and Crowder. I went shopping online for Solana yesterday, and I'm like, ah, the hell with it. I logged off. I'm like, someone's got to put an end to all all these gifts flying back and forth. What are y'all doing? Sports, fun, and more from Hawk and Crowder on the way here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 560 The Joe, Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. Hi, I'm Dan Day, in the background, one of my favorite bands, Silver Sun Pickups. Check them out if you like indie rock and like what you hear, and if you like Hawk and Crowder, you gotta listen from 2 to 6. Earlier, they were talking about expensive jokes, it's crossover day, and Jay Crowder. I'm buttoning your shirt, Twan. Got a little treat here in the studio. Mm-hmm. Because Art God Savi, <laughs> Marcos, who did that track, the Hockman and Crowder theme song, Marcos is running the board for us today on 560. So Crowder and I kind of got a concert because he was bopping his head. He was doing his thing <laughs> hey, through Jim. the window. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> he was That's having a good time man. at his own song. So we'll get to uh, Marcos today. I can hear Solana's loud room, so he's obviously ready to roll. <laughs> I went shopping online for Solana yesterday, and I'm like, ah, the hell with it. I logged off. I'm like, guys, someone's got to put an end to all, the, all these gifts flying back and say, forth. What are y'all doing? What, I've never been involved in a game I'm like, like this. I'm like, hmm, what? I, I was looking to get you guys, you and your family, frozen apple pies so that you could actually make something. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just go on like Instagram cart and find the Publix near them and have some guy show up with like 15 pies from Publix. <laughs> Y'all's expensive jokes or something I can't get involved in. Y'all $100 jokes. Um, today is uh, crossover day. Who's got the best crossover in the NBA? Right now, Steph got hell of a high hand. Oh, no, Kyrie. Kyrie. Kyrie, Kyrie can break yeah. anyone's ankles yeah. at any time. Is that right, Solana? Best crossover? Yeah, it's, it's between Kyrie and... And uh, and Isaiah Duncan Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, stepped Duncan on, I stepped on your joke. We both went for the joke. Um, but Sp- I, I, now, Spider now. Sp- Spider's swinging me over yeah, there. Yeah, he, uh, he does. I, I was thinking uh, earlier today because I, I woke up and I had a, a few tweets saying that Brendan Tobin was ripping me 
on the Tobin and Leroy show for my Dwayne Wade Boulevard take, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, isn't my take. I asked a question, but whatever. Whatever. I'll own it. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Wait for you to backtrack. It doesn't. But it doesn't matter to me. You're you're backpedaling like D. Wade. But I never said don't give him a boulevard, but I said, eh. I mean, do we really need to at this point? Like you said, right is right now a good time. Right, I think that was right. your point. And yeah. you even said, had there not been this buildup from Tobin over you know a year, would they just out of the blue announce right now that we're going to name the boulevard in front of FTX Arena? I- I'm very interested to see the vote on the commission is Tuesday. I'm very interested to see how the voting goes. Oh, yes. You, no I, nay. There's no you, nays in You that. saw the text machine yesterday. There's plenty of people that do not want a boulevard named for Utah Jazz owner <laughs> Dwayne Wade. No, I'm just he telling you. Utah for like seven days. I'm just telling you. He, he's not here. I can tell you that. <laughs> Why is there so much ambient noise from his room? I don't know what's going on at his house. Like, I is just, it? Do you have a, an air conditioner that's flowing? Like, uh, like I, what? I I, I, I would imagine is, open? is the window no, open? No, and I'm really trying. Like, I'm typing much uh, um, more discreetly, and I'm really trying not to make noise. The fan is off, Hawk. I can't tell if, if you noticed, but no, I know. I, I, the room I'm in is close to the air conditioner, the uh, main AC. But the door's closed, so I don't know if you, you hear is it me. Just maybe a, just is, like, it a, is it a loud room? Is that known in your house as the loud room? Everybody, ha- everybody's ha- everybody has a house that's a loud room. What? You have a loud room? Is that your loud no. room? No. You I've never studio, heard of a loud you set room. Set up your studio in the loud room. Come on, no. man. Is that the room no where you room. hear the air conditioner click on? You know, there's one room. You can't watch t- Can't watch a serious movie in that room because it's too loud a room. <laughs> the loud room. <laughs> have you have you cleaned your air filters? You know, that's not my house. I don't know. I'm serious. That's when it starts to grind, and uh, you know, it, it starts to it tries to suck the air through uh, a very dirty filter, and then you get that noise. Is Eduardo is he, is he changing those filters? Does he get up there yeah, on the actually, ladder yeah. and change the filters? No, Eduardo doesn't do anything mechanical or no, nothing I don't in know the if house. That's mechanical. But <laughs> I change my air filters. I'm not mechanical. mechanical. Well, you know, there's nothing. Not, no, you, you don't have to no out, home repair. Don't have to no home repair. Anything. Slide out the little paper and slide another. Does little Eduardo paper change there? the filter in the uh, refrigerator? No, no, my parents have a refrigerator from 1992, <laughs> and I, I can guarantee the filter's never been changed. <laughs> Water tastes great, though. No, our our neighbor is an AC guy, so every month he comes to the house and he changes the filter himself every month. Really? Yeah. It's some sort of plan. They're on a plan, or he just does yeah. No, it's nice. it's like a it's like a side business he and his son do. Oh. Uh, they do the filters for you, and they come to your house every no, month. That, make, or that they makes sense. It to that you that or, actually right. makes sense because a lot of people don't change their uh, their air right. conditioning filters. Right. And it, yeah, a lot of people do not do it. I'm pretty diligent about that. Oh, it's one yeah. of the few things I can do. So that's why I'm diligent about it. <laughs> it takes five seconds. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I got to get up on a <laughs> no, ladder. It's tough. You know, I mean, it's there's tough, things, though. There's things to tough. do. There's things to do. <laughs> you got to <laughs> make sure they're uh, sized properly. Yeah, there's a lot to do. Anyway. One time. Today is crossover day. Uh, you've yep. seen maybe on TV and in movies, shows or movies, uh, they cross over. And so when I started getting tweets that Tobin was uh, ripping me on the morning show, I had wanted to have Leroy come on anyway this week because I did want to talk to him. He was at that fight. And I also wanted to talk to him about Solana's injury and, and Solana still not being able to move because – 
Leroy is a professional athlete as well. So I'd been wanting to talk to Leroy. We just haven't had time. And then I was like, okay, well, if Tobin's ripping me, I'm just curious what his whole take is on D-Wade. I'm wondering if Tobin is going to try to get a, an express lane made for Vinny Trocek. You know, he's having a good postseason for someone else. So why, you know, why not? Maybe Mo Harkless gets a bridge or something. I don't know. I don't know what Tobin's next plans are. You kill Tobin about it? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can't wait. <laughs> I just flip the script, man. So, and then you know their producer Robbie, the degenerate. I'd have that dude on every day of the week if he if he if he would come on. So, and then Jay Fig used to be on our show. She chose them, and so we'll bring her on. So it's all crossover show. For me, I think the most famous crossover was when the Harlem Globetrotters appeared on Gilligan's Island inexplicably. It was a deserted island, and somehow all the Globetrotters got there in their uniforms. And I don't know how they got off and Gilligan's Island didn't. But I was like, look at online. Did you know that Urkel from Family Matters once appeared on Full House? No. Yeah, and there's yes. a picture of it. Did you know you knew that, Solana? Yeah, yeah. I love Family Matters. I love Steve Urkel, and I love Full House. Oh, I remember yeah. that episode. So there, there's yeah, been perfectly. a number of TV crossovers. Uh, this, I think, will be the most popular entertainment crossover in the history of entertainment when the Tobin and Leroy show crosses over into the Hockman and Crowder multiverse. So uh, that's that's going to be uh, that's going to be sprinkled throughout the day. Tobin will join us this hour. Leroy next hour. Um, Robbie and Jay Fig in the four o'clock hour, and we'll uh, we'll just move ahead in this crossover universe multiverse. <laughs> Let's get headlines here with Alejandro Solana before we get too sidetracked on the crossovers, and uh, and then we'll uh, start to have some fun. Uh, watching game two yesterday. Yes, you uh, are my, correct. My, <laughs> Bingo. My, my dad asked me, uh, Eduardo, he's like, that, that's the MVP on, on, on Los Nuggets? Ese Gordo? He was calling him Ese Gordo, the fat guy. And um, it, it, it is crazy, right, that, that the Nuggets have the MVP, but the Suns just look that much better. The final score, by the way, was 123-98. to 98. I love Los Nuggets. That's funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I, I'm going to translate the... Into Spanish, but I, I, I can't get near Nuggets, so Los Nuggets. <laughs> That's funny to me. <laughs> uh, Jay Crowder looking like Bay Crowder in the postgame show. He had on the, uh, the uh, button-down. He had it all open, hamburger meat popping out. He's, He's getting into dude. a fight. Yeah. He is yeah, a good-looking dude. Yeah. Love yeah. His much, better, much better looking than you, Crowder. <laughs> Ah, I don't know. Teeth are better for sure, but a raccoon's teeth are better than my teeth. But I don't know. Like Jay Crowder's ready to fight at all times. We all might times. be related. All times. Yeah, yeah. He's just ready to all go. All times. Heads on a swivel. Worst decision last year getting rid of him. Worst it, decision. It, it really, I mean, in hindsight, you understood why they did it, right? Because they wanted to have the salary cap free. Yes. But in hindsight, one of the worst decisions that they could have made. Mm-hmm. Hurts me. Yeah, the the only thing is that, and I, I'm with you. I miss Jay Crowder, and and how could you not watching him, right? But had the Heat signed him for three years and given him the money he wanted for three years, um, we would now be talking about how the Heat have no cap room to go out and sign anybody because we gave Jay Crowder nah, three years. What was he getting? Years three and, for thirty? It was 30 ten a year. Three, yeah, like right. it wasn't. It, that that's a ten a year is nothing, man. That's mm. not gonna. That's not gonna. That's not gonna hamstring you. I mean, you just got to remain flexible, and I, I just you don't think what, he, even, he would have been enough. He probably wouldn't have been enough to get you past Milwaukee anyways. Someone um, someone brought that up on this show, and I think they were quoting 
were they quoting Pat Riley? Someone, it may have been Clay that said it on this show. You know, at some point, you have to stop being cap flexible and actually make a move. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like every year, it's like, well, we can't do this because down the road, we might want to do that. And then next year, well, we can't do this. Down the road, you might want to do that. And then you get to the next year. Well, you don't want to do that because down the road, you know, at some point, you got to stop being cap flexible and and make some some moves. So, but always, I, I it's did been Giannis for like three years, and right? I did get it for the Jay Crowder situation because Giannis obviously you, like, you obviously thought that there was a chance. I don't think they would have done it. If they didn't think there was a chance, but you know, at some point, the whole thing of you've got to stay cap flexible. Like, okay. So, like, how many times do we stop kicking the can down the road before we actually try to score? I think it was Clay that you asked him, do we have a chance with what, Mila, Mila Kunis? Right, Mila Kunis. Is that what's her name? Yeah. Her I said, name? I, do I have a chance? Not yeah. the heat, me. So, like, yeah. would you stay single the rest of your life waiting for Mila? Like, don't you call her that's, sooner or later? That's exact. So, here it is. So, at age 23, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get married because I want to keep my options open for Mila Kunis. 24. I, I might be in love, but you know what? Not going to pull the trigger. Mila Kunis. 25. Mila Kunis. You know, all of a sudden, I'm 51 years old. I'm bald. I've got man boobs. Yet, I, I'm holding out hope here. And in the meantime, I haven't found love. You <laughs> Giannis know. Kunis. Sometimes. <laughs> We're waiting for this. <laughs> Giannis Kunis. We're never going to get him. Let's lock some people in. I mean, we're not getting Giannis Kunis. <laughs> it's not going to work. Like Jay Crowder told Miami a couple of months ago, I'm getting out of here. See you later. But no worries. Unlike Jay Crowder, I'll be back tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, for a feel-good Friday edition of 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.